boy talking about on the telephone, man? Explain it what to him. God damn, we know there's a telephone, boy. What the hell thing I doing? Losing his mind. And I'm reaping all the benefits. Let's not stand on ceremony here. We have blood to spare. You're like some desperate howling demon. You frightened me. Do it again. People have accidents. Frank, what are you saying? I'm saying people have accidents, that's all. Some motherfuckers are always trying to ice skate a bill. Let's not stand on ceremony, let's not stand on ceremony, let's not stand on ceremony. Let's not stand on here. <laughs> My God man! God damn it! God damn it! <laughs> God damn. That's, yeah, it's the best of all the bands. We didn't start the fire. Welcome to Comic-Con's A Geek Podcast for the rest of us. Who are the motherfucking rest of us? My name is Nick Stevens. I am your host, but in a way, aren't we all Nick Stevens? Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Stevens. Sometimes, sometimes we are. You know, sometimes we'd like to be. You know, and joining me, of course, not in the flesh, unfortunately, because we're still a little wrapped up from the storm. What? <laughs> huh? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means. But joining me live via satellite from the other side of the globe. And maybe even the dark side of the moon. No pun intended. Relax. James motherfucking Schuler. Eh. Jim. And Jimmy Golden Cadillac. Hey, thank you so much. Uh, this, <laughs> this butt is right here. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's good to see you guys, man. I missed you. I missed your faces. Mr. Yeah, Face, but to Nick's, Nick's defense, I mean, he is sitting in the dark. I'm, yeah, you uh, are sitting in the dark. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's nice outside, stars are shining bright. That's you what know, I was talking about. I was talking about you sitting in the dark outside your house. Yes. Yes. On Tatooine. On Tatooine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see two suns in that bitch. Ain't no sunshine. Ain't no when sunshine till she's gone. <laughs> Any stories, or are we just going to jive right into it? Jive right into it. Right. See what I just did there? I Let's said jive it. right into it instead of dive right into it. Let's get in there deep. Let's get in there deep. Real deep. I'm feeling <laughs> saucy tonight. Not, not the water guy from the boys. No. Fuck no. <laughs> fuck that guy. Get your, get your I, fingers out of the gills. Actually, I, He's I, making a turnaround. Actually, I, I do kind of like him. He's going to be all right. I'm I, telling you. I do kind of like him. He's the boy's version of Klaus. Didn't he finger bang some chick and then just leave her? Uh, possibly. Yeah, because he was afraid that she would see his gills. Right, so, so she, he like, she finger banged her like, and he rolled. He bounced. I gotta take that whole so, thing out. I mean, he should have just kept it, he should have just kept his corset on and he'd have been fine. I've never known of anybody just to do the finger bang and then roll. Who does that? No, finger blast since for high school. You know, that was, that was, that shit for the track bus. All right, this show is getting shut down tonight. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this show. What the fuck? Like, what? 
<laughs> what are we talking about? Uh, well, we were going to talk about the best origins, or rather, our favorite origins, or orgies. I thought it was orgies, and I was not prepared. <laughs> we're, we're talking about an origin, so it has to have a point A and a point B. Maybe there's some crisis. Maybe there's uh, a precipitation of a crisis. Maybe... Uh, an experiment goes awry. Maybe some cosmic rays. Maybe a radioactive spider. Maybe somebody's parents is murdered and they vow to avenge them in the only, in the only way that one could by dressing up like a bat. You know, those kind of origin stories. But I want to preface that by saying you could also look into other mediums like film, cartoon, other books. People did write stuff before comics where there were origin stories. I mean, from what I'm right. told. I don't know, but... Okay, all right. You know, so you could right. pull I from think, any medium. I think I got mine. Okay. Top five? Honorable mentions? I mean, I only got a number one name out, but that's that's pretty much me. So I think Jimmy should go first, and I'll, I'll just be the meat to the sandwich. So, you, so you're just not not prepared for any of this? Look, I, I had a week to prepare. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know what? I'm here, so fuck it. Let's do it. All right. Well, you know what? If it's any if it's any constellation, I only have three. So yeah, I got five. I'm like I'm like the guy at the group project that comes with all his stuff together. <laughs> See, and that's and that's why you go first. Lay it on me, Jimmy. Was, give me, give me. We give, start at the bottom of the barrel, or do we want to just do them all? No, do give me, give me. We'll do the rotato. We'll do the rotato. So you give me your five, and then we'll go to. Well, I guess give me your five. Give us your five and your four, since we only have three. Wait, do you have five? Okay. Do you have five, James? Can you pull two out of your ass? Uh, um, you know what? Yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. Lay it on me, Jimmy. Number five, the origin of Jack Burton and Big Trouble Little China, just like from the start of who he was to like mm. kind of the end, like being the hero kind of thing. Oh. Okay. The world's first movie about the sidekick, where the sidekick is the main character. Very interesting. Yeah. I like that. Jack Burton. Jack Burton and the Pork Chop Express, and I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. Like I told my last wife, I says, honey, I never drive faster than I can see. Besides that, it's all in the reflexes. Just listen to the old Pork Chop Express and take his advice on a dark and stormy night, all right? When some wild-eyed eight-foot-tall maniac grabs your neck, taps the back of your favorite head up against a barroom wall, and he looks at crooked in the eye, and he asks you if you've paid your dues. Well, you just stare that big sucker right back in the eye, and you remember what old Jack Burton always says at a time like that. Have you paid your dues, Jack? Yes, sir, the check is in the mail. I don't just fucking love Big Trouble Little China. Oh, God. I fucking. <laughs> I fucking. You what? I fucking love Big Trouble Little China. Mmm. <laughs> I actually just watched it again the other night. It's good. Yeah, I mean, I love it because it, it gave us raiding on Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Without them, that would have never been possible. You're not wrong. You're not yeah. wrong. James, who's your five? My five is going to be... You know what? I'm going to say Nick Fury. Nick Fury? Nick Fury. Yeah, because, you know, just dude coming up, start S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, going through all these other missions and shit. I mean, I don't really know too I, much about him. Yeah, I don't know. But, you know, from where he's at and where he came to. <laughs> I don't even, I was going to say, I was, like, I, don't even, I was like, I don't even know his origin story. I don't understand, like, 
Okay. Okay. So you just like Nick Fury, and you like that he. He could be just an average guy with some great parents. He's a black dude who has a helicarrier. Okay. So you you specifically love the Samuel Jackson Nick Fury, not the Jim Steranko white Nick Fury, David Hasselhoff Nick Fury. I mean, you know, he got an eye patch. He cool. Okay. So anybody with an eye patch in your book is good. Except for pirates. You don't like pirates. One eye Willie from Goonies. No, no, no. Any anyone non pirate related fury, death stroke, I'm okay. down. What about ass pirates? <laughs> I mean hmm. I've been known to be one. <laughs> you know always trying to get that booty. Always trying got, to get that booty. Get booty. Gotta get the booty. <laughs> and them chestesses. Well, I have my number five. And he goes by the name Howard the Duck. If you guys got a few minutes, I'd give you a little spiel on him. Howard's first appearance in comics is when he is abruptly abducted from his home by an unseen force and randomly dropped into the Florida Everglades by the demon lord Thog the Never Spawn. Okay? He meets the Man-Thing, who had been attacked by Korok of Katharta, and the three of them are confronted by warriors of the Congress of Realities. (laughs) He then meets... Doc Him, the Enchanter, or maybe that's pronounced Doc Him, and banishes the warriors and transports Howard, Manthing, and Korok to his castle, where they are joined by Jennifer Kale, as in the vegetable that my wife puts in my protein shakes. They then travel to the realm of Theria and destroy Thog the Neverspawn. Howard then accidentally falls off the interdimensional stepping stones that the group were traveling on. Whoopsie daisy, doody doo. Uh, Howard is arrested at the time for disturbing the peace and is mistaken for a mutant during a strip search, but is released because the police fear he has mutant abilities. Howard also briefly encounters and kills a vampiric cow named Bessie the Hell Cow. The Hell Cow? I got more. Howard makes oh, friends shit. with an artist model named Beverly Switzer. Hmm. And a bizarre series of encounters follow. He battles Pro Rata, the cosmic accountant, then meets Spider-Man at the end of the battle. He battles Turnip Man and the Kidney Lady, who would become a semi-recurring character over the years, then learns the fictional martial art of Quack Fu. Quack Fu, which I know you guys can appreciate from being fans of anything duck-related. I mean, yeah. I mean, if, if, if you're down with Shaq food, then you got to be down with Quack Fu. Would you like to know more? Not really, but you know what? Howard like then encounters the Winky Man, who is accidentally <laughs> then sleepwalking after Ego, a Beverly's artist friend, Paul Sami, who would become a serious regular, later become the pair's roommate. Howard also briefly becomes a wrestler. Howard and Beverly hit the road, seeking shelter in a gothic mansion, where they battle a girl named Patsy and her giant, animated to life gingerbread man. They eventually end up in New York City, where Howard is nominated for President of the United States by the All Night Party, and he later battles the Band of the Bland alongside the Defenders. Would you like to know more? There he meets Damon Hellstrom and is briefly possessed by Hellstrom's demonic soul, becoming the new son of Satan. Beverly and Paul manage to get them both back to Cleveland. Later, while on the SS Damned, a cruise ship returning from scenic Bog Mom, Howard and Beverly are taken captive by Leslie Verde. <laughs> Verde had known Beverly in college and had a crush on her and had assumed the identity of the supervillain Dr. Bong. As in, let's smoke another one, GB. 
who illegally <laughs> marries Beverly against her will and transforms Howard into a human. Huh. Would you like to know more? Well, after escaping back to New York and being restored to his natural form, Howard is hired as a dishwasher by Beverly's uncle, Lee Switzer. Why is any of this important? Mm. I don't know. Howard is later reunited with... big ass spider. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Howard is later... Uh, I don't know. Something happens. So anyway, as you can tell, a lot of things happen. A lot of drama. A lot of you know what. A lot of she said, he said bullshit. And uh, some demonic possessions. And, vamp- and vampiric cows. All right. Howard the deputy is. Okay. Number five. <laughs> I like it. Oh. No. Uh, all right, You're Jimmy. Who, who's your number four? One thing. Hey, that's my oh, number four. I like his origins. The idea of, especially like watching the series. I didn't read too much of the comic books, but but I think they kind of collate where he assumed that he was Alex for most of the time, and mm-hmm. then he realizes that he's not. Like he just absorbed this guy's consciousness. Um, so really, he is just kind of a freak accident, but it's cool. It's funny you bring okay. up Swamp Thing because in a secret facility located in the Louisiana bayous, scientist <laughs> Alec Hone and his wife Linda invent a bio-restorative formula that can solve any nation's food shortage problems. Two thugs working for Nathan Ellery, head of the criminal organization The Conclave, barge into Alec's lab, knock him out, and plant a bomb in the facility and a couple of dead hookers at boot. His body is drenched in the bio-restorative formula, and this ref- affects the plant life of the swamp, imbuing it with Alex's consciousness and his memories. And the newly conscious plant life forms a semblance of a human and rises up from the bog as the swamp thing, the latest in a long line of earth elementals created when the green is in need of protection. The Swamp Thing originally thinks he is Alec Holland, transformed by the freak accident into a monster. He seeks to regain his human body, but often meets opposition in the form of Anton Arcane and his ever-growing legion of Unmen. After finally uh, defeating Arcane... Anton. <laughs> yeah, fucking Anton. All right, you good? I can't. I can't keep going. But I got a whole page. Uh, I got a whole page. No, I fucking love Swamp Thing, man. I don't just fucking love. I fucking, uh, swamp, I fucking, yeah, I fucking love. Dope. I mean, right. come on. So. Number four. Oh, number yeah, you're number four. Yeah, yeah but our, our, our number four is coincided again. Oh, so our, that's what it was. My yeah. number four touched your number four, and then our guys were like, Ugh. just just the tips. Just the tips. One plus one makes eleven. Yeah, one plus one means <laughs> ass pirate time. <laughs> See, speaking of ass pirates, let me talk about my number four. Mm. Lay it on me. So that. It, it's probably my favorite Disney princess of all time. Oh, shit. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Little Mermaid? So, like, person had a tragic death of their parents, Disney, of course. Mm. So, you know, so they had to sit there and they had to find themselves. And, you know, at some point that they fell into a well. And in that well was bats. Mm. All sorts of bats. <laughs> Just and it scared the princess to death didn't know what to do that's the first time that princess felt fear and it was legitimate but you know what that princess did (laughs) what that princess do that bitch sat there and she found a way to turn fear against people Mm. you Mm. know had to find themselves Mm. I, I, I don't know the pronoun that they would like to use 
So, mm. are you are you calling you know, are you calling our Batman a princess? Are you calling our Batman a princess, motherfucker? Training. You son of a bitch! <laughs> you motherfucker! You're gonna come to this house and fucking rain down, suck us in with yeah. some princess story. I did it. Yeah, I'm thinking. Oh, James you know has what? a soft but, spot but you for like. Know what? That princess found a way. Mm. Thanks to her money. Mm. Thanks to her, her money. By her slaying parents. <laughs> That's what you think this is? You think this is a joke, huh? You think Batman is a joke? <laughs> yes. Hmm. But I he's do. but but yet his origin story is in your is in your top five. I mean, it's every Disney story, but that's the best one. Mm, God. <laughs> Do all their parents die? I think you're right. I think every, almost everybody's parents die. For the most part, yeah. But isn't that also every DC character? Almost. I was going to say, a lot of origin stories. Like one of them. I tried to avoid or, origin stories that way. You got Superman. Like a lot of our origin stories of even our comic heroes. That's kind of what propelled him to somebody's death. <laughs> I mean, Bruce, Clark, Hal, Martha, Barry, Martha. All, all you've got, even your boy Barry, his mom died. Yeah. I mean, Everybody, yeah. So they're they're all modeled after Disney, but Batman's the worst. But yeah, he's my number four. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I just don't even know if we should even bother going on at this point. I mean, I mean, you've already. <laughs> I mean, Show up here to crush I mean, I thought you were actually going to talk about Ariel or Jasmine, and I was going to see a, a different side of you or something. But no, it's just you being too cool for school once again. <laughs> I'm proud of that one. Just once, I want to hear you scream. Well, I touch myself. I'm sorry. You some bitch. You some bitch. Is it my turn? Is it your turn? Who's on first? No, it's you. Is it me? It's me. It's you. It's you, Jimmy. Number three would be Ashley Williams, Ash, from the Evil Dead series. Ooh, I like that. I like that. What is his origin? He just went to a cabin, right, with some friends and shit happened? Yeah, and, you know, his girlfriend died. He lopped his hand off. And then just if you watch even Ash versus Evil Dead, like now, like, it's just a constant, like, just bumbling idiot who just becomes the hero. He does fumble through everything, but always ends up on top. It's a solid pick. But what is it about the origin story that we really like, though? Is it just the fact that somebody becomes a badass? Or is it like, like, in your, like I like yours because you're picking, you pick Jack Burton and Ash Williams. Those two guys kind of became heroes by circumstance. They weren't. I, I, I think it's what, what's most appealing about an origin story to someone is how relatable it is to them. Hmm. So, I, I agree with that, because one of my honorable mentions would be Samwise Gamgee, who is the sidekick, but really, when you look at it, he is the hero of the story. Like He's the one who carried Frodo. He's the one who continued to push, but never gave in to the ring. You know. But let me stop uh, you there. I admire him for what you're saying, but does anybody truly give a fuck about where he comes from? I'm talking about in that realm of the story, not like his origin, like his birth and all of that stuff. That's but, what I'm saying. Like His origin, like we, he's only... We care about him after what? After he met Bob, Bilbo. I was about to say Bobo. 
but we don't, we don't care like Bobo. where that motherfucker Bobo, your arms, the too short. Yes, yeah, go back to the shire. Uh, uh, you see, uh. Bobo, you tell that mean ocean. <laughs> I got nothing. Oh, I do have something actually. Uh, my number three. Woo. Let me pick up my iPad again just to make sure I got my notes. Uh-uh. Let's get. Can we get a little? Can we get some music for this one? Dun 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 dun. Wow. Dun 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 dun. Wow. Dun 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 dun. Wow. Dun 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 dun. That would be RoboCop. Okay. Fucking RoboCop. All right. My man. Played beautifully by Peter Weller in the 1987 Paul Verhoeven-directed classic, was blasted to smithereens. Notice how I'm not reading any notes because I already have it off the temple. I know it so well. It was a tale so good, we had to have it three times. They gave us an animated version. We rejected it. They gave us action figures. We still rejected it. And yet, your man right now talking watches it at least once a month. Okay? Just to get your, you got to get your fix. Oh, you got to get that fix. But for the uninitiated, even though we are initiated, members of the League of Shadows, I will go ahead and give you a little, uh, <clears throat> a little tasty if you if you want it. Well, in a dystopian future, uh, Detroit is on the verge of collapse due to financial mismanagement and a high crime rate. The city signs a deal with the mega corporation Omni Consumer Products, parenthetically speaking OCP, to run Detroit's police department in exchange for letting OCP rebuild rundown sections of the city into a high-end utopia. OCP runs the cops! It's Dick Jones! Anyway... <laughs> President Dick Jones demonstrates a new law enforcement robot, Ed 209. Yeah, we've seen how that works out. The enforcement droid, Series 209, is a self-sufficient law enforcement robot. 209 is currently programmed for urban pacification, but that is only the beginning. After a successful tour of duty in old Detroit, we can expect 209 to become the hot military product for the next decade. Dr. McNamara. We'll need an arrest subject. Mr. Kenny. Yes, sir. Would you come up and give us a hand, please? Yes, sir. Mr. Kinney is going to help us simulate a typical arrest and disarming procedure. Mr. Kinney, use your gun in a threatening manner. Point it at Ed 209. Yes, sir. Please put down your weapon. You have 20 seconds to comply. I think you'd better do what he says, Mr. Kinney. But Ed 209 obviously does not work out, right? So they bring Robocop into the fucking mix after Peter Weller's fucking blasted away. And despite the fact that, that, that Murphy gets blasted away, I mean, limbs are literally coming off of his body. And he's blasted in the head, I think by like a shotgun. They still manage to staple him together in the hospital to salvage enough of him to put him in the Robocop suit. And there's just something about somebody dying, somebody being pulled apart limb from limb and then coming back. Maybe that's why I like Swamp Thing too, because they blow that motherfucker up. 
And he was also played by Ray Wise in the 1985 movie. Ray Wise was a thug in the 1987 RoboCop movie. So there's a connection. When somebody gets powers, that's cool. But I like when somebody almost dies and comes back from the dead, you know? And then that's kind of, you know. I like it. You know, he, he did come back strong. Robocop was a bad motherfucker. Man. Bad motherfucker. He might have been slow. Guy. He might have been slow, but he was bad. <laughs> was it, he wasn't gonna chase nobody down on foot. <laughs> was it? Was it one or two where he kind of had that like mid movie like weird sequence of like going through the memories of like his house and then going back to his house and stuff like that? That's the first one. He. That's the first that one where they the do that one? thing, and okay. his wife's like, "I have to tell you something. I love you." And then it goes, flies back, and he like fucking sees his kid in his house, and yeah, it's crazy shit. They gave him a jetpack in three, so he was a little faster. But let's face it, we love that slow Robocop. Love it. And I never get yeah. tired of talking about it. I could spend this whole episode just talking about Robocop. What about the remake? <laughs> it, 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 it had, it had. Yeah, they did fuck up the I didn't like the suit. I like it's how kind of Tron, Tron-like in the, the new one. I mean, yeah. they had big shoes to fill, and it was time for a remake. I don't even, I'm not even mad that they tried to remake it, because it was kind of time for a remake, but I don't know. And they, and they had some cool shit in there, and Samuel Jackson was pretty cool, and Michael Keaton was good. The people were good, so it wasn't horrible. Well, it would have never, it, it didn't hold up well. Up anyway. Yeah. And I don't remember if that was even R. Was it R? Was it rated R? Yeah, I think it was PG-13. See, that's the fuck up right there. It needs to be R. It needs to be fucking like balls to the wall, tits out, cocks out, blood, fucking robots. Pretty, nasty, crazy, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Dark. Fucked up. I like it! All right, so my number three, it would have been higher, but we don't actually know the true, true origin story is uh, John Wick. Oh. Oh. Ah, I see he you. Shows up. He's what semi-retired. Semi-retired. Much retired. And you know, like somebody gonna fuck with his car. And John Leguizamo was like, "You know whose car that is?" <laughs> it was like that's mm-hmm. John Wick's car. And like, get that and out then, of here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know, you fuck with a man's car, and then you know, another movie, you fuck with his dog. But what's interesting about your pick is that. John Wick is a great example of the anti-origin story in the sense that when we see him, he's already just a guy. And we, we get a feeling kind of like Unforgiven with Clint Eastwood. You get the idea that this guy used to be a bad motherfucker, but you don't know why. And then all he of a was, sudden... He was something. Right, yeah. right. But you don't know what. And then you see it. And, that's, and then and you're like, oh, shit. You know, yeah. so yeah, it's, that's fucking... To see him go from zero to 60 after the puppy, it's all motherfuckers. Yep. You know? Because, hold on, who was it first? Was it the car first or was it the dog first? They take the, the car. Oh, because they blew his house up in Stone's car. Yeah, well, they know they didn't blow his house up, I think, until the second one. They yeah, just they killed the dog. They kill the dog, they steal his car. Mm-hmm. You know? So, but I think that, but I remember him saying, that dog was the last gift I had from the only thing that was ever important to me. You know what I mean? So that dog yeah, was like yeah, a symbol, right. you know? But regardless, like, like, he just went from a dude to this fucking. You know, and then we got pulled into his crazy world. Yeah. So, yeah, John Wick was my three. Mm. Nice, I like it. I fucking love it. That's a sick pull. And you pulled that right out your ass. I'm mad. (laughs) 
Oh, I love it. Jimmy, lay it on me. What you got? Number two, Ant Man. Ant Man. Which one, Scott Lang? Which one, Scott? Scott. Or Scott. You like the Jailbird version? Yeah, and I think because of the redemption story, which yeah. kind of—that's my number one as well. It's just—is the fact that I think with Scott Lang, different than most of our origins. Like I said, he didn't really have a like a tragic past. He kind of like Forrest Gump his way into that position of like Forrest Gump. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he was just like, all right, well, I'm here. Got this suit. I'm going to fight some people. Hey, you said you were bringing the turn back next time. Woo! <laughs> Damn. Forrest gumped it. All right. All right. Yeah, you can't go with Hank because, I mean, Hank at the end of the day was a wife beater, like notoriously. So, you know, I, I, I get it. I get it. I'm saying it's a sign of pimp particles. I mean. It's going to happen. Apparently, apparently it does wonders on the fucking psyche. No, but I like that. I like that. What's interesting about Scott is that Scott is kind of the guy that was the wrong place at the wrong time or maybe the wrong place at the right time or the right time. You know, he's kind yeah. of a, like, again, an, a hero of circumstance. You have a pattern here where you like these heroes of, of heroes circumstance. Heroes of circumstance. Yeah. It is. I mean, I mean, look at, to the end game. I mean, if Scott didn't come through and have the idea... <laughs> there wouldn't be some of the issues that they had. I mean, if, it was just that, the circumstance of what he learned. You mean if that rat didn't walk on the button? That, that rat was a real yeah. <laughs> Fucking, that was, that was Splinter. If Splinter hadn't come along. True. You know. You know. Oh, man, I like it. That's yeah, no, good. I dig that one. I guess my number two would probably be the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles then. I'm going to steal it. I'm going to go from Splinter, getting Scotty Lang out, and I'm going to say that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is my number two. I think that storyline, as ridiculous as it is, it's one of the most, it's one of the greatest origin stories of all time. Chemical ooze falls on turtles. Turtles fucking get huge. Uh, they're trained by a, a fucking rat, road, a, a rat. A rat who, who learned Kung Fu mm -hmm. from his master <laughs> and then also gets the, like, yeah, that's dope. I mean, <laughs> it shouldn't have worked. Like, if you write it out, it should not work. Like, if you wrote that out and gave it to somebody on a, on a piece of paper, they'd be like, are you they fucking... Would, they are, would tell you to shut the fuck right. up. Are you on acid? <laughs> that was actually one of my honorable mentions because I love that. The oh, I love it, so dude. I fucking love it. I love every second of it. I loved it as a kid. I still love it now. You can't tell me it's ridiculous. Even today, I bought my wife some flowers, these huge, gigantic fucking sunflowers, because she loves sunflowers, and they're huge. Like, they're gigantic. She was like, these are so huge. Where'd you get these? And I was like, oh, off the hill behind the dump, near some, uh, some corporation that was dumping ooze into a bay. And she was just like, <laughs> she was like, what? Really? Idiot. And then she was like, you're such a fucking dad, you know? And was I, it TG, TGI? See, I, it, I think it was TGIF. <laughs> No, I think it was TGRI. TGRI. Was it? Oh, TGRI. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank goodness it's Friday. That was, that was yeah. a Friday night moment, yeah. so we got that. TGRI. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Boop. TGRI. That's right. TGRI. They were, they, those were some massive sunflowers, though. They were. <laughs> they were For real. mutated and monstrous. True like. story. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Okay. It's, it's funny because I've seen actually true sunflowers like that on the side of the road. So it's like, right. it's not really that odd to be that big of a sunflower. Hey now. Hey now. But maybe the ones from Secret of the Use had like, had teeth and we just didn't know, you know? Or they were like, help me, help me, please. You know? But I think, I think they spring up overnight was the thing. Right. And they were just like massive. They, they were like fast mutation growing, like instead of like, They've been there for a while. Kind of like my cock. 
It's not fast growing. No, I said it is. I said because you said a fat. You said a fast growing mutation. Hold on, baby. Let me go get my ooze. Oh shit! I need that. I need that purple stuff. I need that purple stuff. All right, give me what you got, James motherfucking Schuler. All right, my number two. So I've been flip-flopping back and forth, but obviously, like, I got to use this one for my number two because I'm excited for my number one. Uh, number two is Booster Gold. Booster Gold? What the hell is his origin story? He was just a dude, and he wanted to be famous, and he wanted to be a hero. So he stole some shit. He stole some shit. Is that, is, that really, is that really what happened? This was about like the popularity and like fame of it, not he to just actually just be true <laughs> and to get paid. This motherfucker <laughs> showed up to get paid. He was like, "I know what's going to happen. I'm going to solve it, and then you're going to pay me." But you know what? A lot of shit went down, and then um, you know what? He learned about being a true hero. Actually, as much as I hate, thanks to Batman, you know, Batman kind of was like he set him straight. But you know, then Booster actually became a uh, a valued member of the Justice League. But what? Right. But what? What got him there? Look, he had that robot with him. Skeets. <laughs> Keats. 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 What, what? What the fuck's so funny? That's his name. What so, you laughing at? So him and Skeet, right? Like. Skeets. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Plural. Oh, I'm trying to I'm trying to pull myself together. Hold on. Hold on. So him and Skeets, him and Skeets, uh, they're in the future. He uses Skeets to go back in time, or Skeets helps him go back in time to to pretend he was like a washed up football star. Okay. See now, job as like a security guard at a museum, superhero museum, and um, yeah, and decided he wanted to do something different with his life and be a hero like everybody else. You know all the shit he guards. So he stole the suit, he stole the ring, he, you know, used the uh, time traveling shit and uh, stole skeets and then uh, came back as Bruce Gold. But, but ironically, by going back in time, pretending that he was a hero from the future, he became a hero in present day. Correct. Well, there you go. You figure Barry would have stopped him. I mean, isn't he dealing with the, messing with the timeline? Yeah, but but that's apparently that's that's not how Booster Gold time travel works. His his um, time traveling is different than everybody else's time traveling. Correct. I know that. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I do love that you love Booster Gold. I think it's fantastic. He's, man, he's he's one of my favorites. I can't even lie. Because nobody like, nobody. I can't even front. But sometimes I don't know if you just like saying Booster Gold. I mean, it's, it it rolls off the tongue. It does. Booster Gold, you know. Booster Gold. 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 I like it. Jimmy, what's your number one? Um, number one, Hellboy. Ooh. Right. Because he chooses to be the hero, even though he's hated for it because of what he's originally planned for. Yeah, his his destiny, of course, is to bring about bring about the apocalypse and the end of all of right. man to kind, and yet he resists that. In the days, yeah. Right. I've talked about it before, but there's a great comic with him in it, one of the earlier Hellboy comics, where all the powers that be in hell are getting ready to raise their quote-unquote champion, Hellboy, as the new Prince of Darkness, until they realize... Nice. 
up on Earth that he's had pancakes for the first time. And then he, as soon as he, it's exactly so as soon as he eats the pancakes, he's like he's like five or six. He eats the pancakes, and then the demons down below are like we're doomed. He's had the pancakes because they know that he'll never destroy Earth now. It's great. Why would you really want to destroy Earth when you can have pancakes? Pancakes. You know? All right. So, um, what do we, oh, me right? My number one. Look, me. Who me? You want me to give? You want me to give my number one, and then you can you can finish it off of yours. Oh, that's oh well. You you're gonna you're gonna yeah. get me ready to, and then I can yeah, it's bust. Your, it's, it's your show, motherfucker. Oh my man, <laughs> my man. All right. So I'm gonna go with my number one is the Ghostbusters. Oh. Bunch of smart motherfuckers don't really know what the fuck's happening. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, you got you got you got the genius guy, you got the genius inventor, and then you got the ladies man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 I feel like that this is the squad right here. <laughs> like, I need somebody to come up with a theory. I need somebody to make something happen, and then let me just market this shit. So, would you be? You'd be Bill Murray. I guess I I guess I'd be Ernie Hudson. You know what? No, no. I think you're right. Yeah, I guess I am right. I I am right because I, right. I, I would fuck that ghost. Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy's Egon. Yeah, I would fuck that yeah. ghost. When that ghost goes down on him, and he's like, "Ooh, oh, sure. oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, no problem, yeah, nah. no problem." Yeah, they weren't expecting that shit. You know, they were just. At one point, just like Booster Gold, they was here for a check. Just <laughs> look, here for a we check. Trying to get paid and save our grant money. Just here for a check. You know, an honorable mention should probably be given to the State Puff Marshmallow Man because that origin was just out of Ray's head. Sorry. And as simple as fuck as it is, it's pretty brilliant. <laughs> what did you do, Ray? <laughs> State yeah, so yeah, that's, that's my number one for sure. I I, I love those guys to the like end of days. They, end of they days. will always hold a special place in my heart. End of days. I love it, man. I love it. <sighs> well, I guess my number right. one is gonna be a little bit of a cop out. I love, love, love the the character. I love almost everything about him, except his origin story. And so I thought it was a fitting thing to mention on the origin story show because they gave one of my favorite characters of all time an origin story in the mid to late 2000s and gave him a real name, gave him a background. Then they put it in the movies and uh, I reject it. I reject all of it. As far as I'm concerned, it doesn't exist. As far as I'm concerned, he still doesn't know his past. He doesn't know his real name. His name will always be Logan. His name will always be Wolverine. Uh, and that's it. That's just it. Because that's, that's the history. That is the origin. The origin of a man who has a shattered, scattered past. I was thinking of another word I could rhyme with shattered and scattered. Battered. Um, smattered. Uh, scrabbled. No, I'm just kidding. But the guy, the man with no name, the man with no past, uh, albeit uh, a couple fragments. You know, Weapon X program, a guy who's experimented on. He could very well be older than you, Professor. That's fucking fascinating. You know, all of that's fascinating. And when they gave him a name, James... I'm, I'm not even going to finish it. I'm not even going to finish his, his name they gave him. I don't, I don't care. As far as I'm concerned, it never happened. Hey, you know what? I'm, I can dig that. Right. I, I dig that because, like, like you said, he was, he's the man without a past. Right. 
he's a man out of time. Like, you know, he's just this big swole motherfucker who showed up. He don't know who he is, <laughs> but he does know the difference between right and wrong. Right. You know? You know, and that's it. And you know what? Even if you're a good ask him to do something, he might tell you to fuck off. Dude, and when I was rereading a lot of the uh, the Jim Lee um, run on the X-Men from like the 91, 92, around the same time the animated series was out, and they touch on so much of his past, like, and it was scattered in like pieces with the Weapon X program and when he was a soldier fighting alongside Sabretooth and Maverick. And, and dude, that shit was so good. It was just solid writing, solid uh, drawing and art. And um, that's the kind of storytelling that, that, that tells me who Wolverine is. You know what I mean? Look, I got fucking, I got not one, but two, you know, two you, you, you Weapon X's. Bre- yeah, Weapon X's, yeah. That's the yeah. shit, that's the shit, man. <laughs> that other one looked like Wolverine at the beach. <laughs> it does, it does. You got Surfer Wolverine. They, try, they tried their best. I got a lot of Wolverine. I even got the Hugh Jackman Wolverine that looks a little bit more like uh, Danzig. Mother. Mother. But that's what I got. That's my yeah. number one. That's all I got. That's what I got. So. No, that was a pretty good one. Like, I, yeah. Now. You know, they're, they're just like, hey, we're going to put Wolverine versus Thor. Eh, fuck it. He can win. Yeah. Wolverine <laughs> versus the Hulk. Eh, fuck it. He can win. Dude, I really, I really don't think you can have an X-Men movie without him. You know what I mean? Not, not a good one, anyway. I mean, that's there's a reason why they've kind of shoehorned him into every X Men movie, even if it's like a brief cameo, because I think they kind of know that without him, you really don't have, you really don't have it, because he's a great example of the whole mutant struggle as, as with somebody who obviously has mutant abilities, but who doesn't know how he got them and doesn't know yep. how where he came from, and then you're like, oh shit, you're like the real right. deal. But you have a soft I'm, I'm spot still, for little girls. I'm still... What's up, Jubilee? <laughs> Speaking of origins... Yeah. Yeah, we'll leave that one alone. <laughs> they, they might come. They might come and kick down yeah, my door. But, but how did his circle claws become long straight spikes when he got the adamantium? That's what I want to know. Well, see, it's all... And that's another thing, too. Like, you have to, like, kind of base it off of how you best how you like him drawn. So like, I always liked the Jim Lee Wolverine, but I also kind of like the Mike Mignola Wolverine, the guy who did Hellboy. Um, But if you look at some of the more like modern Wolverine drawings, like where they kind of curve his claws around, like I I never really liked that. I liked the straightforward, no, I I have these fucking blades. Kind of how they, almost kind of how they did him in um, in the movie. Like I liked how he had basically like he had fucking Ginsu knives. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I also yeah. like how they did his bone claws too like when Magneto stripped his shit away and I like the idea that maybe he had bone claws all along so I don't reject that I just kind of reject the whole like well he has got a name and we're going to tell you what his name no that, his whole origin is that we don't know his name and just leave it that way right I mean we, we can all like pretty much say that he's the most vital member to the X-Men right but but that's a good point because we didn't talk about X Men because their origin stories are essentially like they're born mutants, and then they find out their powers at at puberty, and then shit pops off. So we didn't really yeah, like I love like Magneto. He would have he's an honorable mention for me. Sure. Like like you know like he's a bad guy, but then like you you dive into a story and you're like, 
I get it. Right, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I'm I, not even I, mad at I, I get why you want to destroy all of, all of mankind. Yeah. Just because oh, you're wow. a bad guy doesn't mean you a bad you guy. You're a bad guy. Exactly. <laughs> 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 that's, that's perfect. That, that describes Magneto to a T. Hey, when you're right, you're right. And you're always right. So... Does anybody have anything for the Kamikazes? They wanna, they wanna. I see you broke out some of your Funkos, and you've liberate, you've liberated them. I, I see Deadpool riding a unicorn. Well, I got some in the box, as you can see, and then some out the box. That's what I like. Take it out the box. All right, Beverly. Look, kids. Whatever we talked about, at the end of the day, remember, don't take us seriously. It's just a couple of guys showing off their toys taking off their layers, peeling everything back like an onion, one layer at a time, maybe taking off their pants, maybe showing the goods to each other. I mean, you got to. We got, I mean, if you ain't showing buttholes as your friends. Whoa, 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 whoa. I was talking about showing off our toys. Oh. Yeah. Let me pull my pants up, then. I'm okay. sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Just, just leave them off. God damn. Well, when you take it out, you know, it's going to block the whole camera. Anyway, don't take it seriously, kids, okay? It's just fiction. Thanks for listening. Just fiction. Thanks, fellas. I'd like to begin with a fact. Whether in a small town like McAllen and the Rio Grande, or in Chicago, New York, or Los Angeles. It is business. Big business.